Welcome everybody to the Hive Mind Podcast. It's your boy Trey Clyde. Um, I'm here with Strife right here right now. Um, um, I also got my homeboy. What's, what's up? This, what's up? This is Squiggy Chick hanging out at uh, Hip Hop and Hookah. What's up? Um, aren't you the owner of Crazy Days? Nah, a lot of people think I'm the owner, but I've been there for 21 years, so <laughs> you know, I, like I might as well be the owner of it. Might as well be the owner. All right, I'll accept that. I'll accept that. I'll accept that. Yeah, when uh when I got there 21 years ago, man, it was pretty much just a pawn shop, and then we turned it into a a DJ destination, and then a recording destination, and you know, we just became everybody's hotspot. So tell me um, a little bit. What does it take to get to get into the pawn shop business? Um, you gotta have uh, emotions of stone. Emotions of stone. Yeah, man. You, you, uh, you know, you, you you hear, you tend to see people at their worst a lot of times. You know what I mean? When they come in, they're, uh, you know, you know, it's never a happy day for most people to come into a pawn shop. You know what I mean? When, when they're selling stuff, it's great for the people that want to buy stuff. You know, because everybody's going to get a deal, kind of thing. But. You know, it's a uh, it's a very very interesting business to say the say the least. See, I always wanted to start one. I figured, like, I found out I had to be like thirty or something like that. It was crazy, man. Yeah, I mean, you know, Florida's got a lot of weird pond rules, and uh, you know, it's a it's a very very protected industry. You know, there, there's a lot of rules and regulations that don't make a lot of sense to most people. So, what was the crazy thing, craziest thing you like you actually had? To be like attempted to be pawned to you, like what was that? We had this woman pawn a gun one time, and then like, or uh, she wanted to buy a gun, and while she was on a wait, we had her doctor call us and say, under no circumstances can this woman have a gun. So give her back her money. Yeah. What the? Yeah, no, it's serious. So she was trying to buy a gun, like while she was like <laughs> mentally told that she was not. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, and honestly, man, like, there's there's just so many stories. Like, like we had a dude uh, pawn his, uh, literally took off his prosthetic leg and tried to pawn his leg. You know, we had people pawn their gold teeth, like, take their teeth out and throw it in. Yeah, it's crazy. They obviously still need it, and they're still trying to pawn it. Yeah. It's like, it gets tight, man, and it's only going to get tighter. Like, I feel like... The reason, the reason why I want to have people, like you know, come on here that actually like have their own business or or know about business is because it's it's getting rough out here, man. You know what I mean? Like, and like I seen that paradigm shift overnight. So it's like having people come on the podcast and talk about how to like start their own thing or like you know the attitude you need to actually get something started. It's a great thing. Yeah, I I mean one of the things that I've been doing for the past couple of years, which which is probably the things I'm the most proud of. So you know, starting in the uh, the pawn music instrument industry 21 years ago, and then just throughout through time, I started to befriend a lot of the manufacturers, started going to different conventions, and really kind of under, started to understand. Uh, like the stories behind a lot of the brands and why these guys did the brands, and I was always, I was always interested in the story behind uh, equipment because I'm a gearhead, right? So like, um, so the pawn industry introduced me to the music instrument industry. Being in the music instrument industry for as long as I have, I've got to, you know, meet guys like Roger Lynn, you know, who developed the MPC. You know, so, you know, most people know the story of the MPC, of what songs it was on and all this, but most people don't know 
the dude that made it, you know, like the ASR 10s, the sampling keyboards, like like the, the guys that made the equipment that we use today and have used and the guys that wrote the software. So, you know, I'm kind of transitioning into, into that part of the space where, um, you know, working with all the different manufacturers to help get their original stories out. You know, so so it, it, it's been great, man. It's been awesome. It sounds like you know a lot about the back end, and, and, and knowing a lot about the back end can actually make a better product. And it's not just like you selling, you know, each one of these products. It's actually you knowing about the service and how it came into being. And by knowing that, it's like you have a better connection with the product, and you can actually get it off a little bit better. Well, well yeah. So, I mean, like like right before we came on, um, y- y- we were talking about Shure SM58, right? Well, so most people know what a Shure SM58 is, or 57 also. Um, most people know that they're the standard in the industry. Most people know that, you know, they're built like steel. Most people know everything about them, but nobody knows the why. Everybody knows the what, you know, like what is it? How does it do what it does? We all know that, that, that specs. We can read that shit online. But but the stories that I was always interested in is, well, well, before there was an SM58, it had to be a thought in a dude's head. And then, so that thought had to be harnessed, and then that thought had to go into product development and then execution. Like, So the thing about an SM58, for example, it's been the same. There's nothing changed in that microphone for like the past 50 or 60 years. N- nothing in that mic has changed. So if you think about it, like, what other piece of electronics do we use that's 50 years old? I mean, dude, like, we get rid of TVs after three years. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, we get rid of laptops after two or three years, you know? There's nothing really anybody can innovate on that. No, you know what I mean? So, like, why is something so amazing uh, 50 years ago and still in 2000 and almost 17, it's still as relevant as it was in the past? It's because, like, it was made to military specs. It was made for the war. You know what I mean? Do, 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 what? Yeah, dude. Like, it was made to be the insides of the way that... Uh, airplane pilots in the war would talk to one another so it had to be had to withstand the the altitude had to withstand yeah you know it had to withstand um you know all of the things that that war brings into a uh uh into an environment um you know had to you know if it was going to be dropped you know from from whatever to whatever so it was made to military specs 50 60 years ago so, so that's why, because you can't, you can't make it better. You know, there's a lot of people that make something like it. There's a lot of people that make things that are close to it. But an SF58 is an SF58. So, so nobody, you know, those are the kind of stories that, that I just find that as, as interesting as the microphone itself. Why the microphone is so powerful? Like yeah. Why people are chasing after it so much? It's all about the why, man. Everybody knows what people do. Mm-hmm. People, you know, people know how they do it. None of that shit is secret, especially today. But the why, the people got to ask themselves, like, why does this exist? Like, when I was doing my research for the SM7B, uh, I knew I needed a cloud lifter, but I was like, dude, that's going to be down the road. But I didn't know how low the gain was going to be for that particular mic. But you, So you take an SM7B. Like, so an SM7B, a lot of people are like, yo, man, the mic is 399 I don't really know, whatever. It's like, yo, Michael Jackson used an SM7B. For Michael thriller. Jackson recorded through it yeah. with an SM7B. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So like, when people are like, yo, the mic's whack, it's like, no, it's not. It's not whack. You know, need to get like, the gain like, up on it. Yeah, like, it's a lot of things, right? But it's not whack. You, yeah. you know what I mean? So, <laughs> it's buttery. 
but but you know, but but those are the kind of things that like people just you know we're in a time where everything's got to be instant response and and I'm gonna give this thing 10 seconds and if I don't love it fuck it you know what I mean I'm gonna give it 20 seconds if I'm not into it I'm not into it um, so so it's funny that I've gotten to, to, to really befriend a lot of the guys and, and I just sit and listen man they just tell me stories I just shut the fuck up and listen I mean that's that's pretty much all the questions that I had to ask you I, I think my big brother has some questions too so. yeah yeah Alrighty then, my bad, my bad So uh, yeah, the High Mind Podcast, man This your boy Strife We got the big homie Squigs on, man What up? Man, I I, I remember like a long ass time ago Dealing with my homeboy uh, Hydro Oh yeah Yeah, that's when I first met you and like ran into you So how you been doing since then, man? Been good, man You know, me and uh, me and homie was just talking You know, about, you know, where, where I kind of came from And, you know, the pawn shop and then starting into the turning it into a music store and then kind of what I've been doing for the past couple of years you know, working with a lot of the manufacturers and bringing their stories out to the people so what you um you stopped doing music um no well on, on one hand you know I uh I came to the realization man that uh I was getting old <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I had that same. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, uh, I, I came to the realization I was getting old, and uh, I started seeing really, really young dudes that were like a third of my age, that were just so dope. <laughs> you yeah, know, on, on so many levels, right? Yeah, so, yeah. you know, I kind of saw the writing on the walls, um, but you know. This is all I know. You know, all I know is, is is music, and all I know is instruments. You know, I've always been a gearhead. So, you know, so for the past couple of years, going to the uh, conventions and shows, uh, instrument shows, I got to meet a lot of the manufacturers and and talk to them and talk to the engineers and talk to the guys that make the decisions. So, like me and homie was just talking about was, you know, you know, I've been on like this quest of like. The why, you know, like. Yo yo. Yo yo yo. It's the homie beat. It's um Willie Evans. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. You know what I'm saying? It's the homies. This is superstar it's status. I don't know if you even hear me right now, but yeah. these are the homies. That's what's we up. all on some daddy shit now. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. We on yeah. some dad stuff. Yeah. How does that work out? Like yeah. as far as being a daddy and still trying to do music, man. You know, man, I, my son is 19 now, man. So, you know, it's a little easier now. But, you know, you know, man, I, I was blessed with a with a really great set of parents, man. And, you know, you know, it's, you know, I've never fronted like I came from, you know, the, yeah, like, the, the, the wrong side of the tracks. Or, yeah. You know, I, you know, I, I came from an extremely loving family. So, you know, having a, a kid as young as I did, man, it was you know. So how old was you when you had the um, son? So I was 20. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I was really young, man. I had my um, oldest at 24, man. Yeah. Yeah, I got four kids. Yeah, man, I know I followed on Facebook, okay, man. Yeah, okay. dude, yeah, you know. Daddy daycare. Yeah, I mean, we on some daddy shit now, you know, but, you know, all we can do is, you know, we pass, you know, you know, getting back to what we were talking about, because it's kind of ties into what we're saying, man. Like, like I've been... You know, the thing that drives me now, man, is, like, the the why, right? Like, like the why of everything, you know, and especially with, like, music instruments. 
you know, the, the why. Everybody knows what something is. Everybody knows how it works, you know. But what we don't really know is the why. Like, why do things exist, you know? Like, like we know that an NPC was used on pretty much every hip-hop record, right, for 30 years, right? But nobody knows why the NPC existed in, in the first place. Like, it had to come from somebody's thought. Somebody had to have the idea, and then they had to figure out a way to execute the idea, and then they had to figure out how to tell the story of that piece of gear. Yeah. To where people gave a fuck about it. Like on some telephone type shit. Yeah, yeah you know, yeah. so like, so, you know, the guy that invented his name was Roger Lynn. You know, I've gotten, I, I've got the, I've been lucky enough, man, to spend some time with him, you know, and like. Word. And, 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 but it, and it's cool to just shut the fuck up and listen to these dudes talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like, like the, like the engineering team that came up with the ASR-10, you know? Everybody knows what the ASR-10 is. Everybody knows what it was, but nobody knows why it existed. Mm -hmm. You know, what, like, so, so I've kind of been on this quest for, like, the why. You know, that's kind of, that's kind of where I've been in the past couple of years. It's like... That's dope. That's definitely dope. Always trying to find the origins of something is definitely the best way to go about it. Especially if you're going to be, like, heavy into something. Like, that's been my problem, like, because, like like you say, we're getting older with this. So it's like, why MC now? Like, what's my reason for MCing? And it's because I love this shit. You sure. know what I'm saying? Like, and it's like, I'm old and I still battle, but it's because, like, it's still, I got to prove supremacy. You know what sure. I'm saying? Oh, yeah. You can't just say you the dopest without proving it. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, sometimes the why can be as simple as because I want to. You know what I mean? Like, like, why did somebody do? Because I fucking want to, right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes the why is good enough, but there's a lot of times where there's such a a spiritual beginning to the why when something came, and and I've gotten to a point now where like you can't have an emotional attachment to anything if you don't understand the why. You know what I mean? Because if you don't understand the why, then you just have an emotional attachment to something that's completely replaceable. Exactly. You don't have no real core no. attachment to it. You just kind of basically on some follower shit if sure. you don't know the origins of it because you don't know why you love it because you're looking at it like from everybody else's point of view. Like, sure. Why do they, that's the reason you like it is because a, a group of my friends do this. So now I MC, you know what sure. I'm saying? Instead of being like, the reason I MC is because I want to be the best or because I like putting words together, you know what I'm saying? You never found your reason for doing that. Sure. And that's definitely dope. That's definitely well, dope. Well, you know, I, I think both of us are prime examples of doing something now that we're older and dads with responsibilities, but we still do the thing that we loved when we were 16 because... The why was it was a part of us. Like why do you like why do you still battle run? Because it's a part of you. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It, it, you know it, it's like why do you why do you walk the way you walk? Why do you talk? Mm -hmm. That's who I it's am a now, part right? Of you, yeah. Um, but a lot of you know, once again, it's this getting older thing. But you, you look at a lot of young cats, and it, and they don't know what they don't know. You know what I mean? So so their why at 16 may be, yo, I'm just. I'm trying to get laid or I'm trying to just mm -hmm. do what my big brother does. I'm trying to do, you know, but, but those whys change. You know what I mean? When your why is just because you're, you're following something, mm -hmm. then, then our whys are a lot different. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? 
because because we live this shit as men and and parents and daddies. You mm -hmm. know, it would be really easy for us to have, you know, five or ten years ago to go got a re get a real job. And, but but yo, like that's not our why. Exactly. No, that's not hurts. our why. It hurts to try to work knowing that you have a talent that you could be benefiting off of. Sure. Like that shit is frustrating. Like that's been my problem. Like, I've tried to work a job, but at the same time, like, I've been working and people come in and be like, oh, shit, that's strife. And I'll be like, man, yeah. <laughs> I should be rapping. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I should be doing what I fucking love to do. And that's what I'm on right now. But at the same time, another reason, my kids uh, are attaching themselves to it. Sure. So now it's like, oh, man, I got to show them the correct way to do this thing, you know what I'm saying, yeah. that I grew up doing. I mean, I mean, you know, we just saw Shotgun in there, you know, who's, who's like a prime example of like his son coming up right underneath of him. You know, I see him on Facebook doing their, their scratch training and shit. Mm -hmm. Dude, that shit is amazing, you know what I mean? And maybe right now, you know, his son, maybe his why is because his dad is telling him. Mm -hmm. It doesn't really matter. He seems to love it, you know what I mean? So, you know, time will dictate what, what, what the why um, you know what the long term why is you know mm -hmm. but it seems like you know his son's why is because he loves it and and, yeah. and honestly wanting to be like your dad is a great good enough it's why never too it's a bad thing you know yeah, what that's, I mean? that's like, the dopest shit you ever know, you know like I said man like my dad was my idol and my mentor and everything I you know have every right move I've made in my life is because of my, my dad and my mm -hmm. mom really you know so you know sometimes that why is great enough definitely 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 so um, I think we're about to go into the next section. So yeah, appreciate you, man. Yo, man, we love all of you. Dude, I love this, gave, man. This is great. Big up, man. Like you're a real inspiration to the whole scene, man. You've done a lot of stuff for the Thank scene, you, so it's real dope to have you on here, man. We I, appreciate I tell you, man, dude, it's it's so cool to come back. I haven't been to one of these in a long time, and to to see you as like. Like, I remember when you were a kid, man. You know what I mean? And, like, even back then, it was like, I remember me and Kool-Aid talking about it, like, a while ago. And it was like, there's something different about that cat. You know what I mean? You know, like, like there was just something different about you. So it's so nice to, like, literally probably not see you in five or six years. And then to come back and be sitting and, and chilling right with you, back. man. Well, yeah, so man, so it's dope. dope. It's great. Dude. And well, I thank appreciate you, you man, because I looked up to you a long time. So Dude, thank you, It's man. real dope it means to a have lot. you on here, man. Thank you, man. Definitely. Thank you. Definitely. My pleasure, bro. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's nice. You still on? All righty, man. We got the big homie Rockstar on here, man. What's yeah. up, bro? What's up, cuz? What's up, man? Everything good, bro. Yeah, Everything yeah. good. So what you got going on? What projects you got going on? Well, we're getting ready to start a new Black Drum record mm. pretty soon. You know what I'm saying? Album number two for the rock band. And that was with your rock band, right? Yeah, 2010 okay. um, Black Drum, Spitfire okay. Formula. You know what I'm saying? Dope record. Did good. Did pretty good. Still yeah, doing man. this. You was definitely one of the MCs that I was like, oh my God, when I first heard. You know what I'm saying? There's not a lot of MCs I give a lot of respect to, but you was definitely somebody I was like, okay, I need to work with. You know what I'm saying? That's what's up. It's a lifelong thing. I've been doing this since I was 10. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> basically, me too. I've been in there like since I was a little bitty kid doing this rap shit. So, like, what brought you to this, man? Like, was it an older cousin or just like something you just felt like? No, actually, it was more like, you know, I was doing my own thing, doing rap music, and kind of got bored with it. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? You know, rap crowds and rock crowds are totally different. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's, definitely. It's a different feel. You know, a lot of people don't understand that. Yeah, I definitely it is what it is. Yeah, but I do it all. I don't discriminate. Yeah. I do it all. EDM, do it. Rock, do it. Do yeah. it. You know all exactly. I mean, those are the best crowds too. Like you get like cult-like followers with those group of people because they actually love the music. Yeah, it's about the music. It ain't about you know what I'm saying what I'm doing next week and who want to hang out. I don't nobody give a damn about that. Yeah, nobody cares. Nobody cares at all. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah. But right now, me and um, DJ Chef Rock in the middle of doing this M. Eyeball record. That's our new thing. You know, it's gonna um, it's gonna be pretty much we're going back. We're taking it back. To where it used to be, you know what I'm saying? What you mean by that? To like more like to the point of where it's like Airbnb rock hip style to the point where it's, it's all about the DJ and the rapper. And the, okay. It ain't about twenty people on stage, eight yeah. niggas got mics. Nah, saying it's just nothing. me and him. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Nothing more, nothing less. That's you know what dope. That's dope as I move the crowd, the, he keep it going. That's the essence of shit. That's definitely the essence of shit. So, um, when, when is this album supposed to be coming out? Um, spring. It'll be spring 17. We have a, we don't even have a name for it yet. You know what I'm saying? So I'm pretty much gonna wait till probably more than likely produce my Peyton Lock. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know. We don't you make beats too? No. My brother make beats. Von Cash. You know. Okay. Old school. If you're from Duval, you know who Three Grand is. Don't get it twisted. We're yeah. the first group that will be signed out of this city. Word. Okay, yes. okay. Break that down to me. Oh, that's 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 old school. You know? Back in the days, before 95 South was 95 South, they used to be the Chilldale Boys. So you, they, y'all y'all guys were signed before them? No, yeah, actually, yeah, we were signed before them. They was on um, they was on Coast to Coast Records, a smaller label. We got signed to MCA, a major label. Mm. And then you know, push to the show, get sold to sold. You know, 95 South blossomed to be something great. You know, six and I was blossomed to be something great. Mm-hmm. We ran, we did, we did our duty. <laughs> well, what so. song did you guys have? Huh? What was y'all like uh, single back then? Um, we liked the girls. It was a big, big record. You know, Tia Tamara's first video. First time anybody ever seen Tia Tamara on a video. Mm. Thanks to us. Mm. You ain't gotta mm. give me a shout out. It's cool. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But you know, just some young Duval boys. You know, just wanting to rap. You know what I'm saying? And you know, met the right people at the right time, and it, it worked out. You know? That's love. That's yeah, love. It's, it's just something I like to do. I've been doing this since I was 10. I recorded, that's when I recorded my first album. I was 10 years old. Oh, shit. They didn't put it out until I was 12. So that kind of sucked. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah, my definitely. voice started changing. And then, you know. Okay, so once your voice started changing, like, they still was trying to play. Well, they knew it was me. It just was like, we sat on the shelf for two years. So it's like, more like, they didn't, they dropped us and Jodeci at the same time. So, you know, it was what it is. Jodeci? Yeah, we was on tour with Jodeci for Pop MC. You know what I'm saying? Mm, that's, mm. that's what I pretty much grew up around most of. That's rappers I've pretty much been around and grew up around and do. You know, MC Breed from Atlanta. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Good dude. One of the best rappers ever. You know what I'm saying to me. You know. So uh, you was around DJ Oomp and all them dudes. Like, yeah, I, 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 I know known them through people, but most of them not. You know, I was a kid during that time, so you know, yeah. I was I was the runt running around. <laughs> yeah, I understand much, that. That's know. basically like my story Even too. Luke tried to sign us at one point. <laughs> oh, Luke! What? That's power right there, yeah. Uncle Luke, nigga. Back in the days, you know, for rappers, that's from the '90s. You wouldn't know about Jack the Rapper. If you don't know about Jack the Rapper, I don't know where you was in the '90s. But <laughs> I was a little kid in the 90s. Yeah. 
Yeah, I heard, I heard I had a lot of great records before they actually hit. You know what I'm saying? That's when the record pool was actually the record pool. Okay, Derek, watch this. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, I yeah, so, to, yeah. Um, yeah, I was around. Yeah. Because uh, Hydromatic was like that was like my big brother. So well, he was like, having, he was close to uh, Derek Washington and all them people. Okay. And you know, the best A&R in the country to me. You know what I'm saying? It's Earl Washington, Florida, you know. Yeah. That man is great at what he does. And that's basically like um where uh bigger rankers and all them got they start from. Yeah, a lot of a lot of people you know what I'm saying, a lot of a lot of people try to downplay Duval because they're not from here. You know what I'm saying? But for somebody that's grown up here, lived here, you know what I'm saying, you got to be a real Duval nigga to understand what's really going on around mm-hmm. here. You know what I'm saying? I don't know anyway you go in the country, you say you're from Duval, you pretty much get yeah. much love. Yeah, they, they don't know. Respect that. Yeah. <laughs> they know. Exactly. But I mean, we're not pretty much known for hip-hop like we should yeah, be. We, There's no, a lot of good rappers yeah, in this city so. that a lot of people don't hear about. My little cousin Brisket, probably one of the dopest rappers you've ever heard come out of Duval. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? His dad was, you know, 95 South. So it, it's, it's like a family thing, you know? We've been yeah. doing this. Kind of like this day be, one. Yeah, you, know you gotta kind of be initiated to get around. Yeah. yeah, something of that sort. Okay. okay. Well, a lot of people don't understand, but right now, you know, I'm on keen on what's going on with this new record because this is where my heart at right now. Okay, okay. You know. Well, we're going to do the um, second part of the interview. About to let the homie Trey interview the homie and see how that work out. Work. It's your boy Trey Kali. We back again. Um, I had a, qu- a couple of questions to ask, man, because it's like you're the only person that I really know out here that's like that's actually seen me DJ. So it's like, <laughs> help me out with that, man, for real. Like this is <laughs> this is my this is my quest. Like I don't, I don't put a lot of people in on uh, what I'm trying to do because like you don't want to block blessings. You really don't. People be trying to block blessings all the time. Like, oh yes, they do. They'll find out what you're trying to do, and they'll be like, "Oh, uh, he's trying to figure out all the tenets of hip hop." Oh shit, stop it! <laughs> <laughs> it's like, nah, cuz I ain't getting down like that. But, but that's that's pretty much what I'm doing, though, man. I like. I heard I heard you play once. You know. It was dope. You heard me play once. It was dope. Okay. All right. I can take that. I mean, I, you know, it's, it was a different setting, you know, different crowd. You know, different set, different crowd. Most, most DJs live off that, you know what I'm saying? Got to be yeah. versatile. So, I mean, basically what that means is I have to rap for you. You rap for me? Yeah, I have to rap for you now. You going to rap for me? Yeah, because, like, like, I, I produce... And I also rap like 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 in the beginning of this mm-hmm. um, podcast, there was a a track that was playing. I produced that track. Oh, okay. It's a pretty straight track. One second, let me see if I can get it. Come back here. Okay, so wait. I can make the entire track come back home. I just have to. Alright, that's cool. So it's gonna come back in a little bit. It's gonna take about a minute. Middle? Or two? I don't know. I, 
it looks like it's about to start now. I don't know. But basically what that is, is I, I have to prove myself at this point. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so you finna rip that one time? Yeah, I'm finna get it on one time. Slip out of surprise. Uh, uh. Yo, we chiefin' like the council of Nasia. Yo, it's nice of you to drop in, homie. Know that I can see it. Yo, we pushing the fourth wall like it's a death trap. Here we are popping backs. We call it verbal coliseum. Are you not entertained? Allergic to the seasons. Are you so off of your game that you didn't get the re-up? Okay, here's a prenup. Blueprint to the game. Write four thucking songs. Maybe three hits eight by dames. Two songs for your lost dog. One song for your brain. And I swear, man, you're gonna have it made. A hot mix on your hands, cause this the only thing that the crowd understands. Stands. They don't know their own fate Knowing that sex and death sales will get them in your stands It'll get you in demand It'll get what you demand It'll bring you some demands Probably scorched your soul But bring it dividends With that change you control That's the price you gotta pay Just to get your song played That's why I'm writing these pages Why I'm smoking like weights But time will never wait for No living man At least until the time We put time in the can yeah okay that's the style <laughs> that's dope okay I can dig it young niggas I like that shit change the game alright that's how we get down you did this right yeah this is my track I like that oh I thought you were gonna rap back no, I ain't rapping today oh <laughs> I ain't in the mood to rap today. <laughs> let me turn that down Oh, I already told that nigga I wasn't rapping today. I already <laughs> rapped him. He should have told me, he man. Tell, he ain't tell you no shit like that. He ain't told me. I already told that nigga I wasn't finna rap. Nah, <laughs> nigga, I rap when I feel like it. And I don't feel like rapping. I'm smoking. Freestyles <laughs> ain't for free. That's especially mine. I feel that. <laughs> I feel that. My man. So, tell me a little bit, man, because it's like, okay. I don't necessarily know who you are and I want to know who you are from like the crowd standpoint. Um as far as my music 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 side? Heck yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I'm Slobata Sarah from the group called Wasteland, aka 3 Grand, uh-huh. whatever you want to call it. I also do rock music, got a band Black Drum. You know, I'm all over the field. I'm everywhere. I'm like a Cancer, nigga. I spread like disease. (laughs) (laughs) I can feel that, man. You know, it is what it is. But uh, right now, my um, my new group, M. Eyeball. That's myself, Slobata Sarah, DJ Chef Rock, or you can call me Rockstar. I have four or five different aliases you can call me by. But um, that's what we're working on right now. It's gonna be a classic. So you know, Stripe's gonna be on it. You know, it's gonna be dope. Stripe's gonna be on. Oh, Stripe's gonna be on that record. What the word? Yeah. Produced okay. by Peyton Locke. It's gonna be dope. So, what's what's the concept of of, of this of song that Stripe's gonna be on? We taking it back to when it was fun, when it was just the rapper and the DJ. You know what I'm saying? Bars, just bars. giving a nigga bars straight off the top. You know exactly. what I'm saying? Ain't none of that. Ain't none of that talking about no money. Ain't talking about this, that, and the other. It's actually rapping. You know what I'm saying? Anybody can talk about money. Hell, five-year-olds yeah. talk about money. 
They trying to get some money Get some candy I believe Broke niggas talking about money Yeah broke niggas A lot of broke niggas Talking about money <laughs> <laughs> That's the funny thing you know I what believe saying? it man Cause I know what that check Look like when you get it It ain't what you think it is mm. <laughs> That shit is not what you think You know what I'm saying mm. Them niggas Okay do your thing I mean I ain't mad at you I don't give shit you know? <laughs> <laughs> I do rock music anyway <laughs> I just rapping is just something I like to do because this is what I do. This is my life. This is my love. You know, this is my first girlfriend. Forever, son. You know, rap music is actually music in general. It's like when you're a musician of any sort, you're a rapper, conductor. I don't give a fuck what you do. Choreograph. It's like that. It's like dating that girl that won't give you none, and you still trying to get it. Constantly, that's what music is. It make you work for it. You gotta work for it if yeah. you really want it. Amazing. You can't get nowhere if you don't work for it, and that's say anything. I believe that. I really do. I don't want to believe that shit. But it's the truth. It was the truth. It's true. You know what I'm saying? That goes for the MCs that ain't made it, and that goes for the some of the shit, some of the dopest niggas you ever heard, ain't even got no deal. <laughs> exactly. You know what I'm saying? The dopest nigga you heard probably the nigga around the corner. That nigga ain't got no deal, but that nigga sit out there and spit balls on your ass three hours a day. Okay, like it ain't nothing. Exactly. Don't matter. It's well, just what he loves. It's what it is. Man, that's why we got this podcast. It's in our melon, nigga. Lift every voice in this shit, man. But thank you very, very much for coming on to the podcast. Sure. Do you have any po- um uh, any projects you want to post up? Well, I mean, you know. You can go to blackdrummusic.com, you know what I'm saying? Download the um, Black Drum albums, the Spitfire formula for free. You know what I'm saying? It's, um, that was recorded in 2010. Also, if you can find it, Wasteland Records, episode one. <laughs> it featuring Relic. I don't know if y'all know who Relic is. Good friend of mine, Big Rail. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah, we've been rapping together since 2004. Yeah, Relic. Yeah, we had an album in 2006 together. You know, you don't know about Big Round, the Cobra Law Boys? Bruh, this oh, is what the man. podcast is for, man. I don't, like, my generation don't know who you guys are, so we trying to learn, bro. Well, you know, hey, it's all it's, it's, it's all in the classics, bro. All right. It don't matter what it is. You can pull it out, Airbnb, Rockham, Slick Rick, Ice Cube, LL, oh, you name it. It ain't, it's who it is. Big L, you know what I'm saying? You One of the dopest MCs ever. <laughs> you definitely listen to it, man. But, you know. That's why I be on my thing, you know. Slobata Sarah. Nigga said, you sound like a terrorist. <laughs> you don't sound like a terrorist. Nigga <laughs> said, Slobata Sarah, you sound like a terrorist. <laughs> Stick with Rockstar. I was like, yeah, but well, you know, that's what it is. I don't know. Yeah, Rockstar is definitely the way to go. Rockstar the way to go? Yeah. Everybody like Rockstar. I mean, yeah, Rockstar's fine, man. All my white friends be like, hey, it's Rockstar. I love that shit. It's funny. That shit explains you the best, though. Yeah, it does? Yeah, it does. <laughs> like, you see that nigga, you're like, okay, yeah. <coughs> definitely. Low head, okay. Ever. The film we'll be cutting out, folks. Uh, we'll talk to y'all later. Uh, catch y'all next week on the High Mind Podcast. Thank Heard you very that. much for much love. in. Catch me on Twitter at S-I-D-F-A-R-F-U-N-K-L-E or Facebook at T-R-I-K-L-Y-D-E. Peace. Wait, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. What? Strife didn't say yes. What's up? You got to say something. No, you got to say your... Oh, 
Strife Anunnaki on Facebook. That's the only place you can find me. All right. Cool, cool. All right. Peace out, yo. Peace.